Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and it's great to have you with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible. Today is April the 11th, and our reading comes from Luke chapter 14. Here's what Jesus says. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you are invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, give this person your seat, and then you will be embarrassed. You'll have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table. Then, when your host sees you, he will come and say, friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then he turned to his host When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they will invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. Hearing this, a man sitting at the table with Jesus exclaimed, what a blessing it will be to attend a banquet in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied with this story. A man prepared a great feast and sent out many invitations. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servant to tell the guests, Come, the banquet is ready. But they all began making excuses. One said, I just bought a field. I must inspect it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five pairs of oxen, and I want to try them out. Please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant returned and told his master what they had said. And his master was furious and said, Go quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And after the servant had done this, he reported, There is still room for more. So the master said, Go out in the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come, so that my house will be full. For none of those I first invited will get even the smallest taste of my banquet. A large crowd was following Jesus, and he turned around and said, If you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison hate everyone else, your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. Well, there's a lot in what Jesus has just said, but I want to just highlight a few things that really jump out to me. I think one of the things that Jesus is getting at in this passage is our pride and our tendency, even as Christians, even in church world, even in our Christian circle. It's so easy, if we're not careful, to use our faith to our advantage. 
So the first example Jesus gives is there's a group of people who have gathered to have lunch with Jesus, and everybody seems to be jockeying for the best seat. Who's going to be closest? Who's going to be the place of honor? And Jesus said, you got to be careful about that, that instead we should humble ourselves and take a low seat and, like Jesus, come to serve, not to be served. Again, even in church world, if we're not careful, we are jockeying for position and power and the need to be recognized, and we just have to be careful about that. It's not about us. It's about Jesus. And instead, when we humble ourselves and we serve other people, the truth is, in doing so, they see Jesus and we end up being exalted. So let's be careful not to use the church or use our faith or use our Christian circles for our own exaltation. I think that's important. Then the next example he gives, he says, and if you have a banquet, don't just invite those who will invite you back. Don't just serve those who can do something for you. Again, we have to be careful that church is not designed just to reach people who we believe can do something for us. People don't exist for the church. The church exists for people, right? And so when we look at our city and our world, we've got to serve even the least of these. It reminds me a little bit about our history as a church. And 22 years ago, when I became the pastor, my first Sunday, a group of college students showed up and we started serving college students, started designing a church to reach the next generation. And the truth is, at the time, it was very unpopular. In fact, I had many Christian leaders say, you can't build a church on young people because they don't have any money and they don't have any leadership to offer. You can't build an organization that way. But in my mind, Jesus has called us to reach even the least of these, that we're not going to design a church to reach those who can do something for us. We're going to design a church to reach those who need Jesus. And the truth is, we're still doing that today. So we have to be careful about that. Then somebody who's there at this lunch with Jesus says, man, it's going to be so great to be in the kingdom and to be at the banquet. And Jesus says, well, let's be careful because often people are so busy building their own kingdom that they miss out on God's kingdom. So let's not assume we're all going to be in that banquet. He says, the first guy he doesn't go to the banquet because of some land. The second guy, because of some animals. The third guy, because of a marriage. And all three of these are important issues in our life. But Jesus is saying, let's not allow even important things to keep us from God. Let's not allow them to keep us from his kingdom. Let's not be so consumed with our own agenda, with our own kingdom, that we miss out on what God is doing in the world and for eternity. So he concludes by saying, listen, here's the bottom line. You've got to love me more than anyone or anything else, even more than your family, 
even more than a spouse, even more than a career, even more than your kids, even more than your hobbies. We've got to love God and be careful not to fall in love with this world. In fact, John says in 1 John chapter 2, he says, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So we've got to fall in love with Jesus. It's not that those are bad things. They just can't be a higher priority than Jesus. Jesus must always, his kingdom must always have first place. You remember Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So Jesus concludes this part by saying, listen, let's take up our cross and follow Jesus. So when you go into your day today, listen, let's take up our cross and let's follow Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for this encouragement and reminder. It's so easy in American church culture to be concerned about power and position and recognition. God, help us to humble ourselves and to be a servant just like you were. God, it's so easy to serve those who we think can do something for us. God, I pray again that you would help us to be careful. That's why I'm so grateful for our community center, that we can serve people in our community who never attend our church. Man, we can be a blessing to them, represent Jesus, tell them about all you have done for them. God, help us to always design the church for people who need Jesus. And then third, God, help us in American culture not to get so caught up in the things of this world and the things that we're doing, the busyness and all the things that are fighting for our attention and our energy and our time. God, help us to to always put your kingdom first, to be focused on what you're doing in us, around us, through us. Help us today to take up our cross and follow Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, thanks again for being with us today. Man, I hope you have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.